Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Shelley Callahan, who is Director of Development at Children Incorporated. Today we will discuss why donating to nonprofits is good for business. Shelley started her career in the nonprofit sector in 2006 when she co-founded Books on Wheels to provide free books to children in low-income neighborhoods across the United States. She expanded her work in the humanitarian sector by working with international aid organizations, taking her to Colombia to dig wells, Haiti to manage medical teams, and Nepal and Uganda to provide clean water solutions to indigenous populations living in poverty. Through her work with Children Incorporated, Shelley has helped thousands of impoverished children in Asian countries such as India, Sri Lanka, Africa, Latin America, and the United States. Shelley, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. What are we referring to when we say nonprofits? Because that's a very broad term. It definitely is. And I've been involved in it so long, I sometimes forget that, you know, it's something that we do need to discuss as, you know, a, an organization that is, is, you know, what makes it stand out, what makes it different from, from, you know, a, a, a business. Um, and when we're talking about nonprofits, we are talking about, Charitable organizations that have a mission that focuses on various different things that are many times helping people within a community or providing a service. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of people sometimes realize that churches, churches and religious organizations also fall fall under the category of being a nonprofit. Um, but these organizations that are nonprofit, they are recognized by the IRS as being tax exempt. And um, over my many years working for nonprofit organizations, I've had people say, okay, well, you know, that means that, um, you know, oh, you don't pay taxes at all, or you're not an organization that um, gen generates any kind of revenue. And that's not true. Of course, you know, when it comes to a nonprofit organization, it's still very important to generate revenue. We tend to say, you know, if you don't have money, you don't have a mission. So we've, we've got, you've got money coming in and it is serving a very specific purpose. Um, and it's perfectly okay, of course, for some of that to also include, you know, paying employees that work for a nonprofit, paying overhead for, you know, um, renting an office space, those kind of things. But what really makes it stand out from a for-profit business is that a the majority of the revenue that's coming into a nonprofit organization is going towards that specific mission, um, and that that percentage is high enough to keep that nonprofit in good standing with charity watch organizations. And the importance of that is to make sure that the public can feel good about donating to that nonprofit and knowing that their money, um, whether it's an individual or a foundation or a corporation, that their money is, is doing the best good through that nonprofit. There is a book, I can't remember the title at the moment, but I recall reading a few years ago that the majority of nonprofit organizations in the United States actually benefit middle and upper middle class Americans, while most people think that nonprofits benefit the lower segments in society and those who are poverty-stricken. In fact, the majority of nonprofits are benefiting people who have means and not necessarily people who are struggling. Can you tell us something about that? 
That's really interesting. I would be, I would be, um, very intrigued myself to, to read more about that. Um, it's not something that I'm, uh, really familiar with as, as far as, um, you know, what, what, what sector of, of the population or, um, you know, the demographics or, uh, the socioeconomic background of people that, um, are benefiting from nonprofits, um, whether or not, you know, it's going towards people that are living in poverty or in extreme poverty or below the federal poverty threshold. Um, a lot of my experience has been working directly with, um, as you mentioned, Children Incorporated. Um, we work with children living in the United States and globally that are living, that are living in extreme poverty. Um, and, um, although, you know, if you look at children within the United States, um, you know, something that you're saying, it, 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 I could see that it could sort of look that way because we do have, you know, social services here in the United States that do provide, um, you know, benefits for, for children. Um, but at the same time, you know, those might not always be benefits that are, um, ensuring that those children not only have you know, a certain quality of life, but that they are able to receive um, exactly the resources that they need to help them actually, like, overcome the poverty. So it's one thing to just provide for them um, on, a, on things, basic needs, you know, that are just going to help them uh, get by on a regular basis. But it's also important to hopefully be able to give them the tools um, so that they can, you know, break the cycle of poverty that they've been living in. You mentioned a charitable organization versus just a nonprofit. What would you say is the distinction between those two or is there one? I don't, I don't really see a distinction between the two. Um, I, when I think of a nonprofit organization, I really think of it in, you know, that term terminology of, Again, where what how the IRS is regulating um, the difference between a for-profit business and a nonprofit organization, and that's filing a 501c3 um, typically, which makes an organization a charitable organization and recognized by um, the IRS. I think when you're when you're talking um, about the two, whether you know a charitable organization. Um, or a nonprofit, I think that they are um, very similar and using the terminology um, interchangeably is is fine um, until you get to a point where you're really considering your involvement with that organization. And I think that's when it becomes really important to make sure that you do your research to find out that an organization depending on how the way they describe themselves and the work that they're doing, that they are a legitimate nonprofit organization. Um, and that's really important for, for so many different reasons. Um, we want to make sure that, you know, of course, a charity status is verified with the IRS, that they are actually filing all the appropriate uh, financial reports and paperwork every year. Um, that they have, you know, uh, the the right amount of board members, that they have a clear mission, um, a lot of things like that. And, and the reason that's so important is because, um, you know, uh, for a nonprofit organization or, again, any charity organization, having the public's trust is so incredibly important, not only for that, to make sure that that particular charity is you know, making sure that people feel that money that being donated to them is being used in a correct way. Um, but overall for, you know, there's, there's, there's so many wonderful charitable organizations, um, in the United States around the world. There's also ones that are not. So we want to make sure that those that are not, um, that they're, that are not reputable charitable organizations, that they are not making the organizations that are doing a lot of good, um, that they aren't making them um, 
lose, again, you know, the, the public trust or understanding that, you know, people should feel good about um, donating to charities on a regular basis because they know that their money is being spent in the best way possible. Why is donating to nonprofits good for business? It's good for business in, in a lot of different ways. Um, some of the, the, the reasons that I feel like really stand out when I think about um, a reason that a business might want to get involved with, you know, an organization like ours. Um, first and foremost, you know, if you're just trying to target what a business is, you know, maybe their overall top priority is going to be, you know, um, making a certain, you know, making a certain revenue. Um, if you're looking at charitable donations, they, you know, they're always tax deductible, um, which is really fantastic for both small businesses and for large corporations. Um, those donations that are tax deductible don't have to be cash either which is really wonderful. So in-kind donations of, you know, um, office supplies or vehicles, those things work really well um, for an an organization that is – or a business that's looking to make a donation to an organization. That's a big help to them. But on that, you know, that end for for the business is really more about um, just being able to, you know, file with – file when they're filing their taxes to get that deduction. Um, Some of the reasons beyond that that I think are um, really uh, more involved with um, what I would consider to be corporate social responsibility, um, which is really is a term that's used to describe a company's efforts to improve society. Um, when we look at it from that standpoint, which is something that's become much, much more popular over the years um, for many different reasons, um, a, a reason that a business should, you know, want to look into donating to a nonprofit, um, one of the main reasons I would say would be community involvement. Um, when a company makes a charitable donation to do something such as like improve a school or a community park, um, you're really showing your interest in making sure that the community around you, where your employees live, where, you know, you as a business owner yourself lives, um, that you're invested in that community, you want to see the community for itself do better, um, and that you are, you know, being socially conscious of, you know, the public and your company's you know, efforts in, in making your surroundings better for everyone. Another great reason that I feel like businesses should consider donating to nonprofit organizations is that it really boosts employee morale. Um, I think that uh, especially I've a lot of the research that I've read, especially that's become especially important when you're looking at the um, workplace culture um, when it involves millennials that are, you know, younger, younger people that are, are coming into the workplace. Um, they um, are more likely to consider um, the culture of a workplace to be more positive if a company offers things like volunteer activities, or if they're invested in making changes, whether it's um, through messaging or actually donating money, or again, some sort of um, volunteer opportunities in improving the environment, um, or, you know, donating to any number of, of causes that might be related directly to that business, or just might be related to, you know, something um, within the community where that business is located. But it, it, it's, it really helps um, to make um, people that, you know, employees really feel better about um, where they're working, you know, how, how they're, um, you know, contributing to, um, to society while they're also, also at work. 
Another great reason, and this one that I, I feel like I, I get the pleasure of doing often um, with my work with Children Incorporated is that when businesses get involved with nonprofit organizations, it's a really great opportunity for both the nonprofit and the business to market themselves. Um, so when, you know, a, when we get an opportunity, um, to when we have a corporation approach us and say that they would like to get involved with some of the work that, that we do, um, let's say, for example, um, building a playground at one of our affiliated projects in the United States, um, it's not only great that we get to have that partner that's coming on and making this great donation that's helping the children that we work with, um, it opens up this amazing opportunity for us to cross-promote each other and bring in new interest to not only our organization, but the business as well. So it's it's really great to see that both sides can, you know, work with um, taking a story of coming together for a partnership and really, you know, turning that into something that we can um, publicize to local media and newsletters and advertisements. Um, and it's a way to just bring, you know, bring really good attention to both the nonprofit and that business. What makes you think that employees feel good when their company donates to a nonprofit or when they themselves donate to a nonprofit? Do you have any firsthand experience or any studies that point to that feel good? We, we, intuitively, we think that that's the case, and we hear talk about that, but are there any indicators that this, in fact, is in practice the case because companies, of course, are looking to improve their bottom line, whether it's financial or their image uh, or their relations with clients and or employees. Do you have some perhaps case studies or some studies that shows a little bit of what you're describing? Yeah, I was actually reading a really interesting article earlier this week off of a website called Great Places to Work, and they had conducted a study where they looked at over 350,000 employees that were surveyed on a list, and um, they found that, um, you know, a majority of those people that were looking at um, that had um, a positive experience of being able to give back at work, whether it's because that employer had offered a volunteer opportunity or a matching gift opportunity um, or another way for an employee to get involved with making a donation or or giving their time towards a charitable organization, um, that those employees felt that they were then willing to give extra time and extra commitment um, to the company um, itself. It, it's, it's, it seems that, you know, based on other things that I have, have read, um, that uh, having a business or a corporation that is involved in philanthropic giving um, really helps with retention rates with employees. It helps with recruitment of employees. People are, I believe, just we live in a very like socially conscious world. And especially in a developed country like the United States is, um, you know, I, I think we have a luxury of, you know, we don't, uh, many of us don't, you know, we're not struggling day to day to survive. Um, but what we do end up doing is we do end up working, you know, very hard for, um, because I think it's a huge part of our culture to, to do just that. Um, and from my personal experiences of only ever, ever having worked in the nonprofit sector, 
um, as far back as from, you know, when I was still in, in graduate school, it's really all that I've really ever known as far as working, you know, for, for a company, because we're still, of course, you know, Children Corporate is still a company, even as a nonprofit. Um, but I've, I've found like over the years, I've had quite a few people in just regular conversations with me um, who have been working for a for-profit organization, um, you know, find that sort of like in, in mid-career after they've been um, working for a, a business for a while, that even if it's a really good job, that they themselves feel like something is, is lacking. Um, and when they hear about the things that, you know, I'm so fortunate to be able to do working for a nonprofit organization, um, I, I feel like they strive, they, they see that as something they'd like to strive for that that's kind of a, a missing piece in what they um, would really like to see in what they're doing on, on a regular basis. Um, so I, I feel like there is actual research to, you know, back it up to say that, you know, it's, it's, it is just about, um, it does actually feel good, um, to give back and to be involved, um, in, you know, some, some sort of, you know, some sort of providing like support for community or, you know, people that are, um, don't have the advantages that we have in life. But at the same time, um, as I said, just from, you know, listening to people talk about it, um, I feel like in general, um, it's not just an, it tends to not be enough for people just to go to work every day and, and, and not feel like they're giving, you know, giving back to society. Is it that they like what you do and want to be able to do something similar, or is it that they like the work environment that you are in that is perhaps less stressful than the work environment in a for-profit, and that the there are more rewards at a personal level to that work, or could it be both? Um. That's a, I really like that question because I think it I think it can I think it's a little bit of both. If I if I've given um, through talking to people about the work that I do, um, first and foremost, I hope that it inspires people to act and to give back or get involved because I think it is very important to you know find something to focus on that is you know any any kind of cause that you're driven towards. Um, to try to provide to help other people. I think it's just, I think it's just all our, our responsibility as, as humans to try to help others if we, if we, if we absolutely, um, have the means to do that. And also it's really easy and, um, inexpensive to have a really big impact on, on other people. Um, but so I, I think it is, I think it is that part where people want to get involved because um, hopefully I can talk passionately enough about what we do to, to, to make people feel that way. Um, But if I do ever give people the impression that my work environment is better, if you look at it as a, as a day to day, um, I do have a very wonderful job where I do wake up every morning and I am working to help children who are living in poverty um, have a better chance at life, get an education. Um, But I have to remind myself that many days too, because um, there's still nonprofits are still run a lot of, in a lot of the same ways that businesses are run, you know, as I said earlier, our our bottom line is still the funding, you know, because if we don't have that funding, um, we can't do our work. So um, I I, I hope I do 
to answer the question, I I think it, I do think it's a little bit of both. I hope that um, I do give a realistic idea of what it's like because it is it is a very hard job. Um, it's not easy. I wouldn't want to romanticize it for anyone um, in that it is easy work. Nonprofit work tends to be very difficult. It's it's oftentimes um, it can be 24-7 if you work in things like emergency relief or when, you know, something happens um, on a global scale that affects what you're doing. You have to, you know, very quickly shift things and how your programs are working um, and be in connection with people in many different countries at all times of day. Um, so it's not it's it's not easy work, but um yes, at the end of the day when it when things could be frustrating or difficult, I am very fortunate that um our bottom line is about this very important mission and I know it is affecting children in in a really positive way. Um as opposed to I, I don't know how I would feel if the end of my workday was I made a company more money or some other, you know, bottom line that wasn't what I've been doing because I've never done anything else. Um, so, yeah, I hope that answered that question. Some people say that there is no need to intervene in other people's lives and in other people's communities and cultures what would you say to that? That's really interesting. Um, personally, I, I I don't um, I don't really agree with it just because I and in a lot of ways I just can't imagine not not trying to be involved um, in in what's going on in the world. I think that it is incredibly important for all of all of us to be aware of, you know, what's going on in the in the news, how policies are changing, how that affects, um, you know, us as individuals, our friends, our families, but our neighbors as well. Um, and I think that instead of thinking in a direction of we shouldn't, you know, we we shouldn't inject ourselves into other people's cultures and or um, communities and we should just let that be and you know kind of mind our own business um i i unfortunately think that that's not only um a kind of close-minded um but i think that also um people are miss would miss out on so many wonderful things in life and by by having that mentality. Some of my best experiences of my entire life have been um, traveling to other countries and meeting meeting people in all kinds of cultures and realizing um, the differences between how we live, but also, more importantly, I think our similarities and how, you know, we all we all are striving for the same things in life. You know, we just want to be able to um, provide for provide for our families and take care of ourselves. And I think if we don't take the time to recognize others, other people's struggles to just get to have those, you know, pretty basic things in life um, that we're really just doing a disservice to the, to the, to the whole world, because um, I really believe it just, um, it takes so very little to to do things um, that really, you know, again, have a huge impact on, on other people and, and their quality of life. So I think that we um, I, I just I believe in I believe in the opposite. I think that we should all do more of meeting our meeting our neighbors and experiencing other cultures and communities as often as we can. When it comes to other countries with perhaps significantly different cultures, uh, sometimes different religions and perspectives about many things in their lives, some people question whether it's ethical 
for developed countries to intervene in individual aspects of life in developing countries without a big picture perspective, without consulting the decision makers and the community at large in those areas. What would you say about that? I That I absolutely agree with. I think there's a right way and a wrong way, and there's a lot of overlap, too, you know, depending on um, what your goals are in in providing aid to people, especially when we're talking about working in um, countries that um, we might not be fully aware of um, exactly, you know, how things are structured. Um, you know, there's so much going on with um, how governments are run and, you know, how how in general, you know, people are accustomed to living their lives, you know, and then you, you have other things that, you know, might be happening, such as, you know, war or famine, um, that, you know, it's, it's all things that, you know, you have to take in consideration when you ask the question, how can I do the most good for you know, for people. Um, And I think, and I I say this to people all the time, first and foremost, um, you have to ask people what they need. It's, it's very inappropriate to go into um, another culture. I mean, even another neighborhood within your own community, you know, and in the city you live in um, and decide and with, with an idea in your mind of what they need. It's an, it's incredibly important to meet leaders in a community, to talk to people, um, you know, that are actually ask them what the issues that they are, are facing, that they are facing on a regular basis and ask how, you know, what they could need the most and then work with them to, to reach those goals, have a very specific plan in place. Um, where you, you know, you're, you're able to involve people in the community. I, I believe, I know there's a big debate over whether or not just providing aid in the form of hand, handouts works at all. Um, I see the argument that it doesn't work, that you really shouldn't just, you know, um, hand out food or hand out clothes or hand out shoes because people don't value it. It's not actually, you know, helping. Um, it's a short-term uh, solution to a much bigger problem. I see those things, but, you know, it doesn't mean that those aren't still things that people really need. But, you know, maybe a better idea would be to do something like provide the clothes or the shoes for people um, so that they can, you know, overcome whatever issue that it is for that moment. Um I didn't have shoes, therefore I couldn't go to my job, whatever it is that you found out that they need. But then after that, you know, continue to work with that person in, is it helping them to get a job? Is it then helping them to get, you know, um, transportation to the job, something else. Um, but I think it's, I think it's a big, it's something that, you know, it's, it's a big job. It's a big responsibility to take to take on. Um, but I think it's the m- most important way that we can really, really have, you know, um, not only connect with other people in a very meaningful way so that a trust is established between, you know, ourselves and those people that we're trying, trying to help, um, but that our efforts are not wasted. Um, and I really do believe that the best way to do that is to make sure that you, you, you work closely with that community to make sure that you're providing them, um, with exactly what they need. Who is the ultimate decider? If you as a company are considering aligning yourself with a cause, with an organization, with a, nonprofit brand ultimately that's what you're doing what guidelines should you look for in deciding which 
are the most ethical standards to apply, which, if any, communities you should stay away from, which, if any, issues are too delicate to approach, which interventions might cause more harm than good. Are there guidelines that you could share with our listeners that might help them in this decision-making process, not just for themselves and their brand, but perhaps for their clients and their employees? Yeah, I think that it's very, very important for any individual or corporation or small business to do their research ahead of time if they're if they're considering getting involved with a charitable organization. There's a lot of amazing um, charity watch websites that um, will give you so much information about a, a charity. And I think first and foremost. If you are interested, and what's great, too, is you could also search for a charity based on the cause that you're interested in. So if you're, um, for example, you know, if a corporation wanted to get involved in supporting children's education, um, Children Incorporated would hopefully come up when they went to a website such as Charity Navigator or GuideStar, which are the, some of the bigger charity watch organization websites, um, once, you know, once you were able to see an organization come up and see their profile where you get an idea of where they work, what they're, you know, you, you read a very clear um, mission statement, um, vision statement, um, you get to hear um, stories about um, successes of that organization um they're going to very clearly show um their how much revenue they're bringing in and you know where that where that money is being spent and what it's going to um they're going to list their staff members they're going to list their board um so you're going to really get this great great picture just from doing a little bit of research um, to find out if it sounds like an organization could be fitting, you know, for partnering with them and getting involved. I think after that, the next thing that you really want to do is you want to contact someone with that organization and have something in something clear in your mind um, as as a business of um, what you would like this partnership to look like and I think it's completely appropriate to go into that conversation having certain things in mind. Maybe you're looking for volunteer opportunities for your employees to get involved within the local community. Absolutely bring that up because an, a, an organization may or may not have volunteer opportunities for you at that time. Um, if you're looking for getting involved in their matching gift program, you know, consider bringing that to the table. Or if you're just looking, you know, to become a corporate sponsor with that charity. But feel good about um, knowing what you want out of it because that nonprofit organization should also be very prepared to be able to answer all of those questions, tell you exactly how you can get involved, what they offer, um, and um, how it can really be a very lucrative partnership for everyone. And as I and and you know, as I mentioned, in some of the reasons to get involved, I feel like um, it's very telling if an organ if you do approach a charitable organization to get involved with them if they um, they're not going to always have volunteer opportunities because of maybe the way it's set up. But, um, you know, they sh I think I feel like they should be able to offer you things like um, within marketing for cross promotion, of course, tax tax deduction, because they're a 501c3 registered with the IRS. Um, they should be able to offer matching gifts um, for employees and other things because um and 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 you should feel good about um any nonprofit that's pre prepared to tell you you know the reasons that um the the reasons that you should get involved 
the ways that it's good for, for both of you um, to come together for this cause. Um, and they should have a really open, open line of communication with you in all of those steps. Um, because it really is about, I know from, from my standpoint in working in development with Children Incorporated, it's my job absolutely to make anyone feel like they've made a great decision to be our partners. Um, and it's a very personal relationship that you end up having, um, with the head of a, you know, a, a corporation. Um, or, uh, the owner of a small business. Um, and, 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 you know, when you are, um, very organized around the ways in which you want to get as a nonprofit organization that you, the ways that you want to be able to offer these kind of partnerships, um, it should all feel very natural and very welcoming. So. Again, the answer really is to do your research and then contact the organization. Feel very confident about, you know, knowing exactly what you want and then just kind of feel it out from there that you're getting the responses you want. It should be very positive. Um, no donation, whether it's $5 or $500,000, every donor should be treated the same way. Um, so I think you should also feel good as, uh, a business owner approaching a non nonprofit that if you um, whatever it is that you have to offer that they're you know taking it very seriously and showing the respect that you de deserve that you've taken the time um, to get in touch with them about you know getting involved. There's been a lot of controversy in the last few years in relation to some nonprofits who have either established foundations where there is no clarity on as to what is happening with the money, even though it's classified as a nonprofit, the people who are running the organization are not disclosing what they're doing with the monies. There's also been a lot of controversy around politicians who have abused the organizations and individuals affiliated with nonprofits who have been paying for personal expenses and business expenses out of nonprofit funds without oversight. How can you, as a company interested in supporting nonprofits, steer clear of those very difficult waters? Uh, again, um, making sure that you do your, you know, research ahead of time and that looking at some of those charity watch websites such as Charity Navigator and GuideStar and making sure that that organization is in good standing with um, with those watch organizations would be the first thing that, you know, I would suggest that you do. Um Having done that, you do want to go a step further because those websites do require organizations to send in updated information every year or two. But, you know, during that time, there might have been some controversy with that nonprofit organization that um, didn't make big news or or did. Um, and so that there's other ways that you want to make sure um that um, everything is very transparent. And I think that if you were to approach a nonprofit and say that you're interested, and you, even if you're not interested in partnering with them, you just have, you know, a, a, an interest in finding out more about them because, you know, you're a member of the public. Um any nonprofits organization that is any nonprofit organization that is legitimate and registered as a 501c3 with the IRS, their any of their financial statements are public record. So you're always always allowed to ask for their most recent 990, their most recent. Um, you know, financial report, annual report, and you should feel, and honestly, I feel like every organization that is reputable should have that on their website 
updated at least the last three years of those. And from those from those reports, you're going to find out exact. I mean, they're so very detailed. Um, a 990 is going to show you exactly how much money is coming in, how much money went towards administration, how much money went towards, um, you know, the exact mission of that organization. And if it, if if a charity does not have those to offer you, um, or if they're the percentage of their money that is going towards their mission is anything under 85 percent of their of their entire entire revenue, if it's any less than that, I would question whether or not you would partner with them or definitely ask them to explain, you know, why more than 15 percent um, of, of the of the funds that they're bringing in from individuals or, or, or corporations or foundations or grants um, is not going towards the mission, because that's really the standard of of what you really want to look at. So, again, ask for those really important forms. Do the research for those charity watch organizations and then always feel comfortable contacting an HR department directly with a um, an executive director or CEO and, you know, someone within the organization and ask for those things. And they should be very easily accessible. Um, I know with Children Incorporated, if we have any of those questions come up, I can send one web link that has um that is directly on our website where people can find all of those forms. And then they're welcome to come back and ask any particular questions um, about where their money is going. And we're happy to answer that because we believe in our, in our mission so strongly. And we know that the money that, you know, we're getting in is, is, is going directly to, you know, the children that we're serving. Say that you have, an existing relationship where you are already involved with a nonprofit or that our listeners are followed your suggestions on how to identify a cause and an organization or organizations and that this is working for them. How can they tell whether it's working for them and to what degree? Is there a way to measure the success? That's a really good question. It really depends on what your goals are as a corporation or business that's getting that has gotten involved with a nonprofit organization. Um, and I think that's something important to think about before you do. And I know, of course, your example is that, you know, they already are. Um, but. Maybe if you already are involved with a charity and then you're wondering if you can measure that success, then consider some of the reasons that, that you know, we've had a chance to discuss of why do businesses get involved with nonprofits in the first place? Um, is it are your goals to have that community involvement? Is it just the tax deduction? Is it just a marketing opportunity? Um, is it so that your employees can volunteer? Is it so that you have a, mit- a matching gift opportunities for your employees as well? Is it to boost employee morale? Um, is it to attract uh, top talent to your corporation or business, you know, to help with um, employee retention? Um, is it to help with your networking opportunities? There's so many of these different reasons. Um, and I think if you, you want to make sure that you know exactly what you want, what, what you want out of it, um, to, to really determine, you know, what, what you want to measure and see what, it, what it is. Your goal might be as simple as we wanted to, um, you know, contribute X number of dollars to build a community garden and you can see that that success is there and then that nonprofit then is able to report directly to you how many people in the community are using the garden you know what is it yielding like um and those are things that you should also make sure that you know when you're working with a charity that that those measurements are you know, outlined um, ahead of time if you can, and if not, 
to ask for them, you know, ask for those outcomes afterwards, because that's something that you will want to share with not only your employees, because it's something that they should feel good about being a part of, um, but it's something that you would want to share with, you know, your corporate board or any of your supporters or any, any consumer that might, you know, be interested in knowing that you are involved um, in, you know, in, in trying to give back to the community or make a difference with, um, you know, being involved with a charity. Um, so, again, there's there's many different ways. It's really just going to depend on what your goals are in getting involved with that charity and having them very clear so that for both the nonprofit and for your business, that you are, you both should be able to highlight those successes in a really positive way. Um, and, and you should both want to be able to, you know, uh, be, be again, like cross-promoting um, that together you have, um, you know, had these wonderful accomplishments. And some people might argue that, the concept is to do the good that you set out to do when you are donating to a nonprofit and not to self-promote, look at me, I did X, Y, or Z, I donated to X, Y, or Z. But so if you're not, if you don't have access to the success, how can you measure whether you are being effective? That's that's really interesting, and I feel like at, there were, you know, from from my personal experiences, there were times in my life where I did feel the same as far as you know this these doing doing these things are for me, and it's not about telling other people that that, that I'm doing you know that I'm involved with a charity, um, but I found that as I've gotten more involved with um not not only my work within the nonprofit sector and with children incorporated um but with you know partnering with businesses and corporations and having you know we have thousands of individual donors that really help us drive our mission every year um i've really changed that that line of thinking for for many different reasons i think it's so important to have a reason to have a conversation with people on a regular basis about what you're doing um, and and the work that you're involved with. And it's not about it's not about self-promoting and it's not gloating and it's not look at me and these great things that I've done. It's about giving a voice to people that otherwise do not. And when I say that, I'm, you know, referring to people that are living in poverty um, that don't have an outlet to tell their story and to, you know, uh, really let, you know, the world know what life is like for them and why they struggle and why they need support. Um, And so when we, when we help people, um, not only are we, are we doing something good for people that, you know, really otherwise have nowhere to turn and are really in, in need of that support, um, we're also, um, you know, hopefully learning something about either that culture or that country or maybe even that individual person that we're helping. Um, and, if we then in turn can go and share that story or share that experience. Um, And it doesn't have to be so personal. You might not ever meet a person that you're helping. Um, And you might never visit the community of what, where you helped. Um, But hopefully if there at least are not some measurable outcomes coming from, you know, working with a charity or getting, involved, you know, with a particular cause, um, hopefully something that that nonprofit has done, which I think is also a great part of their responsibility, they have made the tools available 
to you to be able to accurately describe what the organization does, say their mission statement, and know your impact based on just a, just making a donation and reading, you know, information on that charity's website. Um, so I think that we should all celebrate everything we do to help other people because, again, it's a reason to have a dialogue with other people who might not even realize that they, too, want to get involved um, with some sort of cause. Um, and I think that that's what's really going to make lasting change in the world um, is that we all do talk about, you know, in the ways that we can we can help others and get other people involved. And sometimes, um, you know, that can be just as important as, um, you know, actual data and statistics and measurable outcomes is, um, again, that component that's harder to prove, but it, it does feel good and it, it does make a difference to be able to talk about, um, you know, if nothing else, being involved with a nonprofit organization, it, it, it feels good. I've heard you mention international work a number of times. With so many people in the United States struggling with so many homeless families, with so many aging Americans who have no savings for their elder years, many people are struggling with where to allocate their resources and their support, whether to focus inward within their community, within their state, within the country, or to look abroad. What guidelines would you suggest? Um, a few different things. First and foremost, I think that you, every individual has to make that choice for themselves because I agree that it's a really compelling argument of, you know, there that I hear over and over again um, that, you know, there's so, there's already so many issues here at home and there is poverty in the United States. So let's help here in the United States and not concentrate so much on um, supporting people internationally. Um, I, I, I see that. And I think for people that feel that way, that they should absolutely get involved with organizations in within um, their own neighborhoods, um, within their own town, within their own city, within the United States. Um, I made a very conscious decision about five years ago that I wanted to work for an international non-governmental organization that worked in the United States and internationally. Um, and I'm so fortunate that that ended up being uh, – Children Incorporated, um, because I feel that both are both are incredibly valuable, and everyone doesn't need to do one or the other. Um, there's great arguments for why helping with international aid um, might be a lot more compelling for people. One of the biggest arguments is that your money goes a lot further if you donate outside of the U.S. Um, and so that might be the driving force for you to say, I only have, you know, 20 or $30 a month or a $20 one-time donation. Like I don't, we don't want anyone to be discouraged to not, to not think that's enough and then do nothing. And there's lots of things that you can do with $20 um, to, you know, save a life of someone abroad. I mean, a mosquito net costs $10 and that keeps a child from getting malaria and possibly getting sick and dying. There's lots of examples like that. So there's, there's compelling arguments for both sides. Um, and I understand um, why we, why we should really, um, you know, look at both and weigh out what works for us 
um, as individuals for just, you know, consider um, what you care about uh, and what 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 you're really drawn to um, and 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 feel good about doing doing, you know, that good in the place that, you know, feels the best for you and in the amount that you're able to do it. Um, but I think, you know, overall, it's important for all of us to at least do, at least do something, um, at some capacity. Um, and what's wonderful is that there are, there are so many amazing charities to get involved with, whether it is, um, putting a little bit of time once a year volunteering, um, or just a little bit of a money donated. Um, but again, I think the best thing to do to find out, um, how you can really feel good about making sure that every dollar you're donating is going towards the cause that you care about the most um, is to make sure that, you know, you check in when, when you find something that you're really driven towards um, as far as a particular cause that you check in with that charity and that all of your questions, um, no matter how many detailed, I've gotten emails from people that, 30, 30 questions. And then at the end, they maybe really only want to make, you know, a very small donation, but that's important. You know, the public deserves someone, you know, to, to take the time. And if we, as, you know, administration that's working for charitable organizations, um, is, you know, expecting the public to trust us to do the most good with their like hard earned money, then, you know, we need to be able to, of course, you know, step up to that and, you know, answer all the questions and make everyone feel really good about what they're being getting involved in, whether it's here at home in the U S you know, or abroad. What suggestions would you share with our listeners? Just a couple, three, places where they might be able to get more information or first steps that they might be able to take if they decide they want to go forward supporting a nonprofit? Yeah, I suggest um, first and foremost to have, again, an idea um, because there's just so many, so many options of um really great charities to look into, but maybe sit down and, and think of a list of something that you're really passionate about, whether it's um, supporting children's health or helping with the environment or maybe animal rights. There's so many different things um, and so many wonderful charities that are working towards a lot of those causes to maybe think about um, what, which, which one of those kind of categories you're really, you, you might be drawn to. Um, and then also at the same time that you have that, keep in mind, um, you know, what your goals are for, for giving, um, try to think of a few things of, um, why do you want to donate? It's, if the answer is just, I, I, I want to feel good because I made a donation or, um, again, you know, that you want a tax deduction. All of those are great great reasons to get involved. Um, but have those in mind because once you do go to sit down and actually do your research, you want to be thinking about those when you're looking at it because you're going to have a lot of charities come up and you want to have those things in mind so that, you know, if something um, pops out on you on the website, you can kind of have your checklist in mind of, okay, that matches, you know, what my giving priorities are and it matches my goals for wanting to, you know, potentially donate to this organization. Um, But I would suggest after that to start by looking at the Charity Navigator website. Um, Again, you can search by a certain um, issue that you're interested in or maybe you've heard of a charity um, because you saw an advertisement um, or someone mentioned it um, to you in conversation and you just really want to find out more. Um, GuideStar is also a wonderful website to do um, something similar as far as finding out what um, what a charity um, 
what exactly they're doing and where they're working and why you might want to get involved. Um, a third website would be Charity Watch as well. So those are really the three top charity you know, watch organizations that, that I would suggest taking a look at. And beyond that, when something intrigues you, um, absolutely check out that charity's website. Um, and again, I think first and foremost, make sure that you see their complete transparency as far as financial statements and explaining exactly where they work and where the money is going and the percentage of the money that's going directly to the mission. And I think once you're seeing things like that, um, that are very upfront for you, you should feel very good about getting involved with the charity and taking the next step of maybe asking more personal questions about, um, you know, what's it, what's it like to make a donation and what you might receive from it. Um, and uh, then to really, you know, have, start to have something more more personal going on, you know, with that charity so that you feel really great about the commitment that you've made. Thank you, Shelley, for joining us from Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much for having me. And to our audience, you've been listening to Shelley Callahan, who is Director of Development at Children Incorporated, who discussed why donating to nonprofits is good for business. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com.